Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians and fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome back to A View from the Bullins. And international break is over with me, Mick Kemp, Michael Ball and Ben Winstanley. Ballie, Everton hosts West Ham at home on Sunday. It's a 2pm kickoff at Goodison Park. Is this going to be a good gauge for to see where Everton are at, especially it being at home? Yeah, I think so. I think West Ham are going to be the team that we're going to be fighting for the same positions as ourselves. We all, we all want to break into that top six, top four. Uh, Moyes has built quite a strong squad there um, and they're looking to be in and around where we be, where we will be. Um, so it will be a good gauge. But we've always seemed to have a decent record against West Ham in the past. Um, I know last year they, they stuck a 1-0 one nil, one nil win against us. Uh, when there's only a few thousand there, I was there at that game. But I just thought we were really below par on that day and just didn't have any belief to win that. And I think since Rafa's come to the club, I think you know he's changed that. He's changed our style of play a little bit, which will sort of wake up West Ham a little bit. They've got dangerous players. They have got key players that can hurt any teams and... I think they've got a couple of ex-Blues in, in the squad now as well. But I think we just need to, fingers crossed, the lads in that international break, which seems to be the longest international break ever, that it's given them time to recover, um, that the injured lads to get back fit. And the guys who need a bit more you know, fitness levels, like Rondon and, and Godfrey, which I think Rafa's come out and said, they're, they're looking sharp in training, which is, is good to hear. And then we've got the the issue of Mina, whether he'll be back in time to, to play the game. Uh, I think he's been a rock this so far this season for us. But yeah, it's going to be a game that I think we'll have a good gauge of where we're going to be. Um, where we played teams below us so far this season. You know, we, we played Man United, had a good performance against them. But you know, West Ham are a, are a team that will be fighting for those positions that we are. Um, and we know what manager Moyes is. Um, and we know what Rafa is. And it's just, it's just mental how football is, isn't it? If you look at you know, 
David Moyes against Rafa Benitez, but they're both on the opposite sides of the uh, the park at Goodison. Uh, it's just weird how, how the football world works. But, you know, they went into the international break uh, getting beat at last minute. And you, we know what it's like when you, you get beat for the international break. It seems to linger a lot, lot harder on you and you've got to come back bouncing back. And we know Moyes would want to win. Uh, and the boys of one of the West Ham boys would want to bounce back with a win after the disappointing loss to Brentford. So it could be a high scoring game, I feel. They're scoring a lot of goals, but they're conceding as well. Um, we're scoring goals as well. So um, I think it's going to be a very uh, entertaining football game, to be honest. Ben, Baldy just touched on it there. Alex Awobi, Seamus Coleman, and Luca Dean have all been confirmed that they're back in full training from Rafa Benitez today. How key is it going to be having those three back? Well, I think we can all agree that the international break, as much as I despise it and all Blues despise it, it actually came at a really good time for Everton going forward. Um, we've had the key players coming back, like you said, Coleman, massive miss at right back. Godfrey's performed okay. Um, he hasn't excelled, but we now haven't had that um, overlapping attack and threat down the right that we have with someone like Seamus Coleman down the right. So he's massive to get back in. It's also a massive bonus that Lucas Dean's managed to, to go to get through his, uh, his, his slight niggly out of his hamstring. So that's really positive news. Alex Awobi can always offer different alternatives on different positions, on the left on, as, a, as a 10 um, in central midfield, a bit pushed further forward. And he's even played as a striker. So it just gives us more options going forward. And I was just desperate to see Dominic Calvert-Lewin um, and Richarlison coming into the, this game. So obviously it doesn't look good for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. This game might have come potentially a week too early. However, Richardson's done some ball work and we all know how much he loves putting on that blue shirt. So even if he's 60, 70% fit, I think he'll be declaring himself fifth this weekend and wanting to play as much as he can. But on to West Ham, our opponents. First things first, we've got to give massive credit, I think, to David Moyes. I feel like he's done a really, really great job for West Ham, especially when he took them over. They were lingering near the bottom of the table. Finished, I think they finished in 17th, I think, when he took over. And a lot of West Ham fans particularly didn't want him to stay. And they thought he'd done a job and they, they wanted a new a new direction. But fair play to West Ham. They, they stuck with their man and they've got a really, really good side now. I feel they're very dangerous. They, they put a lot of teams under the sword. They started off brilliantly this season. Going to Newcastle away, beating them 4-2. Beating Leicester City 4-1 at home. They've had really good results and they're performing really well in the Europa League as well. Obviously beating Dynamo Zagreb and... Rapid Vienna um, 2-0 but you look at the last home game like Borley touched on getting beat by a 90, 90th minute um, winner by Brentford so they're going to they're going to want to bounce back they're going to want to come to Goodison Park and try and get three points and it's going to be a really exciting game of football um, neither really one possession neither break both teams break with a lot, a lot of pace you look at our, our West Ham set. So we've got Jared Bowen, who I think is a really good signer from Hull City. Really quick, direct, a bit like Damari Gray and quite creative, but just not as good as finishing, as obviously Damari Gray's been this season. Ben Rama, four nows on the other wing. So they've got a really good attack and threat. And we can't we can't rule out um, Antonio, who is somehow signed as a right back and is now performing as a striker unbelievably well. And He's their player for me who's going to cause us real issues. A big physical centre-forward who likes to run the lines, run the channels, and is up for a fight. And against someone like Michael Keane, if he if he's at the back. And look, Yeri Mina somehow is playing tonight. And we spoke about it off air. Columbia playing tonight at 10 o'clock. So when will Yeri Mina get back? Will he be back fit? Will he back firing? Because I think we need him desperately. Because if we go into that game with, say, Godfrey, Holgate, or Keane at the back, I think all three will probably struggle 
against the physicality of Antonio. And you need someone like Yerry Mean who's going to get Mizzi and put the tackles in and really try and put him off his game. But they've got a great centre-half partnership as well. West Ham, Kurt Zuma and Ogbonna with Kufal and Creswell, obviously the full-backs as well. So they've got a real stable first eleven. So it's going to be very difficult. We're going to need Damari Gray to be firing on all cylinders like he has been. And we need other players to chip in and contribute. Alan DeCore going to have a massive game trying to pick up the route, the runs of Ben Rama, Declan Rice, Sue Checks, obviously a, a massive threat aerially as well. So it's going to be a really interesting game, Mick, tactically. Um, I feel like we we should and will have enough to put them to bed, but it's going to be extremely difficult. And it's I, I just want three points because this is going to show us and show us the fans where we are up to this season and how far we can look to achieve for the future going forward. Bully, I know we've, we've touched on Seamus Coleman uh, returning back to full fitness. Is, is that a player that you'd expect Rafa to throw straight back into the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd hope so. Um, I think we, we're dying, we're crying out for our strongest eleven to be back fit as soon as possible. Um, and the sooner the better, really. You know, Rafa's coming as a coach, he's getting the best individually and then them little, little bits of improvements makes you the better team. And that's what he's come out and said he would promise to do when he's doing that. Um, but I'd like to see Rafa with a full strength squad. Uh, I think the fans would like to see it as well. I think what Ben's touched on about DCL, I think this would be a perfect game for him. But unfortunately, it looks like it might, might come a bit too soon for him. Um, with the rest of the other lads, yeah, it's only going to be time. And it's time that we, you know, in football, you don't really get, you know, you you, you want your strongest 11 you know, each and every week. And unfortunately, we've had a, you know, going through games with six or seven of your key players out, it was a massive hindrance for any any side in the world, uh, never mind just for ourselves. So he's got to think about formations. He wants Goodison to be bouncing. He wants it to come a little bit, to- not toxic, but you know he wants the fans to be right behind the boys. So he needs to set up the team that way. Um, I think he learned with the Burnley game when he played five at the back. I feel when we do play five at the back, we... We seem to be a little bit lethargic, um, a little bit lazy in possession because uh, we've got that extra man and I don't think it suits the Goodison faithful. Um, back four, I think each each and every player then knows the job and they get on with it and they do it well, especially when Mean is there with his communication and leadership skills. I think that helps and if Coleman comes back in even better. Um, the core, they, as we know what they've been doing, have been absolutely fantastic and, you know, they've got dangerous players um, Rice, as we know, what he can do, you um, want to dictate. And as Ben said, they both want to sit off. You know, if we look at our Norwich game, um, it was a good win in the end, but we had very lack of possession in that game. You know, they didn't hurt us. You know, they we just sort of sat back and and did our jobs. And when we got the opportunity to break and a counter attack, we did, and we did it well. We put the ball in the net, and it was a, a great win. Um, West Ham had to do the same and that's how they scored against us last year with Jared Bowen making these third man runs that we didn't pick up on and that's what really frustrated me last year I was there at the time and the West Ham bench and, and from the stand was shouting Jared to do their certain runs and not no one from the Everton side picked up on it at all and and that's how the goal came from it a little bit of luck as well but you know, I think look you know, I think every time we, beat, we played West Ham I think they've only beaten us one the last five times but those stats always seems to, for one reason or another, um, work out. I don't know why. It was a different team, different setup, different managers, but they always seem to be in our favour. And West Ham has been a team that we've, we've seen to get a lot of luck at, at Goodison. So, fingers crossed that can continue. 
Um, but like Ben said, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. Um, even though they both, it doesn't sound an entertaining game actually, does it? If the both teams are going to be sitting back and no one wants to um, go, you know, as um, Lee said, you play on the front foot. It could be quite boring, but I feel with the amount of goals both sides are creating um, and opportunities to create, it's going to be quite an entertaining game. And I just hope the lads are up for it. You know, we're desperate to get back to Goodison again um, and enjoy the moments, enjoy that you know, the Goodison run that we're on so far. So I think it's because that can continue. Mm. Ben, it has been quite a long time since we played at Goodison Park, but looking at what what we've said throughout this season so far is that Rafa Benitez is probably looking at this this season in blocks, and the next four games until the next international break, three of them are at Goodison Park out of the four, and they are West Ham at home, Watford at home, Wolves away, and then Tottenham Hotspur at Goodison Park before the next international break. So looking at the next block of fixtures, which is those four, it'd be the perfect start, wouldn't it? Beating West Ham and then thinking, you know what, we've got Watford at home with all due respect. Wolves away, who haven't really got going this season. And then an indifferent Spurs team then come to Goodison Park. So, again, it's another four fixtures where Everton can really take advantage here, can't they? Yeah, we need obviously, Goodison's becoming a fortress again. And I think that's because, obviously, we've been away from the ground for so long due to, obviously, the COVID pandemic that every time, every game I've been to Goodison this season, um, it's felt special. It's a great atmosphere. Everyone's up for it. The buzz is back. People enjoy watching the football they enjoy the way Rafael Benitez has got the team set up. It might not be the most fanciest football, but like I said, we sit off and we let the other team come on to us and we break 100 miles an hour and we get balls into the box and it causes issues. And you can ask any team in the Premier League, no one wants to come to Goodson Park when it's bouncing because when it gets going, I know people refer to it as like the bear pit, but it does, it really is special. <clears throat> and you can just see, especially obviously seeing the Burnley game when the crowd were up for it and, they were like rabbits in headlights, Burnley. They didn't know what was going on. The crowd was going insane and the players got up for it. And it's just, I think we've got the best home form in the league. I think I've read the stats on it today. I think we're the only team um, who've got a 100% record at home. And obviously when you start seeing them tweets as blues, you kind of go, oh, here we go. Um, time for Everton. But I don't get that feeling at all. I think like Benitez is taking one game at a time. And he had a really good article today in the Liverpool Echo. Um, and if people have a chance to read it, I'd highly recommend reading it. It's really, really refreshing and good to see. And he's saying all the right things for me. Um, I know we're back onto that topic of should he or shouldn't he got the got the um, the actual job at Everton. But he's saying all the right things and he's proven a lot of people wrong. And like he's saying, his job there is to coach people individually. He wants to get involved in the academy. He wants to bring on the academy players and he wants to coach everyone up from within the actual club, which can only be a great thing for him. Um, the players, you got to look like the pictures that came out with him and Anthony Gordon, who I thought, again, was really good against Manchester United. And it'd be a shame to see Anthony Gordon dropped. Um, obviously, potentially for Alex Awobi, if the players are all not fit and not ready to start. I feel like after his performance against Manchester United, I feel like Anthony Gordon deserves to keep his place. So, no, it's great to have a manager to come out and speak so refreshingly and so mature. And just, and he, he came out and said, eighth, he doesn't want to finish eighth. He feels that would be an underachievement. He wants to finish higher. And I think it's the first time, and God knows how I can remember that a manager actually come out and will not accept anything but the best. And that just goes with our motto. Um, so, the next few games at home are massive. And like you said, they're all very winnable. The next four games are massive. Obviously, West Ham. They're probably going to be in and around where we're going to finish this season. 
Wofford, a newly promoted team, obviously coming to Goodison Park. You'd expect to get three points off, obviously just um, sacking their manager and getting a new manager in like Wofford always do. Then you look at Wolves away, another potential three points, and especially with our away form and how very well we're good at counter-attacking, that could just lead us right into our hands. And then Tottenham at home, who aren't firing on all cylinders just, just yet. If we can get, say, nine points out the next 12 before the international break and before them set of fixtures in November, it would leave us in a really, really good position. And it leads us into, obviously, the so-called big boys, as I touched on in previous podcasts, and it takes the pressure off. It allows us to go into them games with a tactical plan, no pressure, and just go out and play football. Um, and like I said, we can beat anyone at Goodison Park. And I'll, I'll firmly say that if Goodison's bouncing and the players are up for it, a, a, a very limited amount of clubs can come there and actually get three points because, as I said earlier, it's a special, special place. And I'm just so looking forward to excited to get back to the next game. Unfortunately, I can't go on Sunday um, where commitments have gotten in the way, but it'll be very special for people going there for the first time again this season. Um, spoke to a few people on Twitter who are travelling from all over the country to go and they're looking forward to it. So I hope they really enjoy themselves. We get the three points and we really kick on going forward. Mm, Baldy, just just going back to, to Yerry Mina, I know we've just touched on Yerry Mina. So he, he plays Thursday night through the night, Ecuador uh, play Colombia, and Yerry Mina is obviously set to start. How, how difficult is it at, at the top level to then recover? So he's going to have probably half of Friday, all of Saturday, and then back on the grass on Sunday. And, and you know, as an ex-player, Baldy, how, how difficult is it physically as well as mentally to, to switch on for the next game with, you know, less than 48 hours? Is it, is it very difficult or is it sometimes mind over matter, you just get on with it? Yeah, no, it's it's slightly different nowadays. Yeah, we you know, the top level, these guys have got to fly all over the world and do the job for the country. Um, but, you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago, they would have been coming back slightly different, getting on a passenger plane and, you know, sitting around airports and, waiting for the next flight and connection flights. Nowadays, it's private jets. You know, they're jumping on private jets and they're back into the, the UK as soon as possible. And I think majority of the Premier League clubs, they all chip in to get them all together uh, to share that load and share the costs. And that's, you know, obviously, you know, good, good for the player to get them back onto, onto the UK soil as soon as possible to relax and to finally chill out. But it's mind over matter. And it's good that it's early on in the season. Um, I just have to go back to my City days when I was Rabinho was doing the same thing you know he was playing for Brazil Thursday night he was flying back in then we were getting on a coach maybe to Southampton he's got to sit on that coach for you know five hours and then we'll expect him to be our, our star player it it worked for the first up to Christmas but then the workload over that season after Christmas and playing on Christmas time you know he his level sort of dropped probably from a 10 to an 8 you know and we weren't good enough to pick him up so you know, the good thing with Mina, he's in rhythm, he's in match rhythm, he's on form, he's confident. You know, he, he looks like he's been doing a good job for his country so far. He want to play the full game and, and fingers crossed he comes back injury free and he'd want to play, put that blue shirt on because he's full of confidence and he's in form. That's the good thing. And it's very early on in the season. As the season goes on, you know, that's when you you would start to be concerned of, shall, shall we change the shape? Does he need a bit more of a, of a break? Uh, but, while it's early on the season, I don't think it's much of an issue, um, especially if he gets back to the UK as quick as possible. And um, as I said, I think because he's full of confidence, he'll want to put that blue shirt on. And it's good that we're obviously playing on the Sundays, but we're given time to get back. 
Ben, Luca Dean has recovered from a grade one hamstring strain. How lucky have Everton been there, given the lack of left-back cover? Have we got away with one, potentially? Yeah, I think so. But I think, obviously, the return of Seamus Coleman to the squad is massive as well. Quite easily, Ben Godfrey could have slotted in at left-back. Um, so it is extremely lucky that, obviously, Coleman and Dean are back at the same time because I still feel like we're short in them areas. If both of them take a knock, Coleman and Dean, and we're left with just Ben Godfrey on either the left or the right, I feel like we are down to the bare bones. But no, having them both in, it's been brilliant. I think after the first few games, Lucas Dean wasn't performing extremely well. Again, that's just my personal opinion. But the past few games he's been playing, uh, obviously against Norwich and Man United, I thought he was brilliant. I thought defensively he's been superb. I think a lot of Evertonians base Luca Dean on getting forward more um, and obviously creating massive chances and whipping at balls. And I just feel like his delivery hasn't been quite up to standard. But defensively, this season, he cannot be knocked. I feel like he's been brilliant. Bar the, the 10 minute blip against Aston Villa, apart from that, I feel like he's been solid. So it's massive to have him back. And like I said before, Seamus Coleman, we, we know what we're going to get with Seamus now. Um, he's getting on a little bit, but he can play probably 70, 75% of games. And when he's fit, he'll give you 100% efforts. And if he's declared himself fit, he's 100% ready to go. And I feel like a few times this season, we've seen the old Seamus Coleman bombing forward, getting into dangerous positions. We've only got a look at that one he did against Brighton when he won the penalty for the second. It was a superb run, drawing the tackle onto penalty to Evan. We're tuning it up, coming away with three points. So no, we definitely have got away with one. I feel like obviously these international duties are normally horrendous time for Everton fans. We're normally watching all the, the scores and the news and the, without doubt, one of our players would sometimes pick up a knock, mostly away of Republic of Ireland. I remember Coleman and James McCarthy when he was a blue. I think every every game they used to pick up a knock and come back injured for three weeks. So now we've got really lucky. Obviously, the only scare was Luca Dean and he's managed to come back to Finch Farm and recover really well. And don't forget the thing is with Luca Dean, he, he seems to be a very quick recovery anyway. Um, he recovers from injuries pretty quick. I, I, I'll never forget when he did his ankle injury and he said he'd be out for a number of months and he was he was back on running after a few weeks and no one could really believe it. And looking into obviously when the medical professionals come out and spoke about it, they said he just heals really well. So maybe that's what's happened again. I don't know. But it's good news for Everton having, having them pair back, especially for a game as big as this because... As stated earlier, when you play a centre-half at either one of your full-backs, you might get defensively, they might be solid defensively, but you never quite get that full-back's instinct. I think Borley will be able to tell you more of this, but that instinct to actually overlap and when to overlap and having the ability and the fitness to get back into position. I feel like the full-back position is mainly predominantly knowing when to go. Um, I know you football fanatics are listening and even play full-back. It's, it's knowing when to overlap, when to commit, when to draw that defender and when to create the space for either the left or right winger. And I feel like Ben Godfrey didn't do that for Andros Townsend during, when he was playing right back and filling in. But I feel like he performed really well defensively. So we got away with one again. We haven't quite, with Coleman's absence, we haven't dropped many points. So the injury hasn't, been, hasn't made that much of an impact. But I'm so happy the pair of them are back because we look a lot better offensively with them two in the squad. So let's see where we are Sunday. Fingers crossed, like I said earlier, get the three points under our belt. Them two fullbacks play brilliantly and get this one or two assists between them. Orly, just looking at West Ham's away form this season in all competitions, they've played five in all competitions and they are unbeaten. 
They won 2 0 at Zagreb in the Europa League. They beat Leeds 2 1. They beat Manchester United in the Carabao Cup 1 0. They drew at Southampton and first game of the season, they won away at Newcastle. So it, it goes to show just how difficult a game this could be because on the road this season, they've looked very, very good, haven't they, West Ham under Moyes' system? Yeah, I think it, it suits David Moyes' system. Um, sitting back, letting the, the home team get at them. And over time, you know, the the counter-attack with the quality they've got and the, the scoring goals. And they scored, I think it was a four against Newcastle. Uh, they scored four against Leicester as well. But the, I think the only hiccup they've had was, was Southampton was the nil-nil one. And, you know, Southampton on the day you know, are a difficult team to beat. Um, so, we, as I said earlier, we've just got to be on our game. I think what, what Rafa said in the press conference today and he's in the echo column piece that he, he wants each individual to improve. And if they just improve that little bit, it helps the whole team. And, and that's, to me, is down to communication and dedication. You know, players taking it on board and actually going out to prove to the gaffer that they can actually do what he wants from them. And that's everybody. You know, no one's at the, the pinnacle of their career. They can all improve. And if the, if the manager can get that point across in the right way and the boys take it on board, you know, I think we'll have too much for them. But yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a you know very interesting game. Um, they've got so many players I can hear. You know, Antonio, as Ben said, you know, he, he seems to be um, the, the the main danger guy and vice dictating. They've got to be players that we've got to be aware of. But you know what Moyes is like. You know, he he will be aware of our threats. He will be aware of whether he won't listen to Rafa. He won't he won't listen to the press whether DCL Richie. Might might be fit or might not be fit. Uh, he'll be setting out a team if they are fit. Um, but you know, as we spoke about in previous podcasts, the the levels that the core has got to. You know, he's a danger man for them. Gray's a danger man. Townsend, Gordon's being on form. It's Richie, so they've got a lot for them to to worry about as well. And hopefully, they're more concerned about us. Um, and the wrestlers can chip in. You know, we haven't just got one key guy now scoring goals, which is a massive plus for us. We've been guilty in the past of relying on one man or maybe two players to score as the goals and win as football games, they're all getting involved, which is great to see, which is hard to, to any team to stop. Um, we know West Ham, if you can try and stop Declan Rice, uh, they, they, you know, that, that could hurt them. That could be a massive hindrance for them because he likes to dictate, he likes to get the ball, he likes the ball to his feet, he likes to switch it. You know, we've got danger men of Grey, Towns and Decore without even mentioning our forward players there that they've got to think about a system about stopping stopping us um, out going forward we've got as, as Ben said Digney's been he's, he's been okay uh, we know we can play better um, I just think he's, he's overthinking his crossing at the moment I think he's taking that touch when I think when he, his early years he'll just whip that in um, but whether he's waiting for the core and the midfielders to get in the box, make that extra number, he takes that touch and it sort of hinders them and we end up just getting a corner out of it or, you know, it doesn't really sort of hurt the opposition as much. So hopefully he gets his confidence back and just starts whipping the ball over that sweet left foot he's got and, and we can pile a pressure on them because we're dangerous. You know, we're a dangerous team at set piece. Mina just likes winning the ball no matter where it is. You know, he just likes winning the, foot, the head of the football. And Michael Keane, as we know, has is, is, is done well for us on set pieces in the last few years as well. So, yeah. Look, it's going to be a, a difficult game, uh, but I think every every player in that blue shirt will be up for this one. And I think it'll be, as I said earlier on, a huge gauge of where we are. And the boys will want to come out on top. And it's, you know, back from international duty, back together for the few couple of days before before kickoff. And I think the buzz will be around them to, to go to Goodison Park and get three points. So, you know, fingers crossed the lads do that. 
Ben, if Dominic Calvert-Lewin isn't fit for Sunday, given the nature of West Ham and how they set up with Kurt Zuma and Ogbonna, two big centre-halves, would you expect Rondon to lead the line for Everton? I think so. Um, I feel there was glimpses of Rondon bringing obviously other players into the game against Manchester United. It wasn't by far his best performance, um, but it wasn't his worst. Like I know we didn't have a particularly very good game against Norwich, but I thought he played all right against Man United and it's an improvement from the last game. He's had a couple of weeks now to get up to match fitness, a bit of match sharpness, but it's going to be very difficult for him, I think, as a one up front. I don't think Richarlison could potentially be ready to start the game. I think he might make the bench it should be a massive boost because then it gives us that opportunity to swap it with 30 minutes to go. But he's going to have to put a shift in. He's going to have to work very, very hard. Um, I feel like we're going to cause a lot of issues for West Ham. Um, obviously attacking the full-backs and obviously Creswell uh, and Kufal. Um Decent going forward, them too, but defensively they are questions. Um, and I feel like the late ones of the Corey Allen, Damari Gray getting into the box can cause, us re- cause them real issue issues because they predominantly play a 4-2-3-1, um, <clears throat> a bit like the old Marco Silva days when Everett was in char- when uh, he was in charge of Everton. So there are going to be gaps in midfield and there are going to be gaps in and behind. So we need to try and expose them down the, the wings and get balls into the box. And obviously, Kurt Zuma and Ogbonna are big, big men, big centre-arse. We've seen Kurt Zuma at Everton. We know what he's all about. And I'm gutted we never got him signed permanently. But obviously, at the time, Chelsea just wanted too much money because he was brilliant for us in that season. He was on loan. Superb he was. And he's obviously got pace as well. So it is going to be difficult. We've got, hopefully, like the balls, like Damari Gray, he's going to have to pick up some clever positions. I'd like to see him stay in the 10 position because I felt like against Manchester United, he had a lot of time. And Suchek and Rice are probably predominantly going to be looking at the runs from Decore and Allen overlapping and maybe give Damari Gray a bit of space in the middle to obviously turn and get at that back four. So he's going to be a massive, massively important to the Everton team on Sunday. But no, it's going to be a really interesting battle, I think, tactically. We've got two big sides. Look, Everton are predominantly big side, I think. And obviously, West Ham potentially might be even bigger looking at them because Suchek, Wright, Zuma, Ogbonna, Antonio, they're all big boys, all very, very good early as well. So any set pieces are going to be a worry for me. I know earlier on in the season, we had our doubts over obviously issues from corners. I know I think there's a couple of games on the run. I think the Huddersfield game, me and you, Mick, went, we went to and we obviously conceded from a corner. Um, I feel like the zonal mark and came back into play, but I feel like Benitez went away and there was no real issues against Norwich and there was no real issues against Manchester United. I know Pogba had that free edit towards the end, but apart from that, we seemed pretty solid on the set pieces, which is good to see because we started off very shaky. A team like West Ham, we're going to come these big boys are going to be putting loads of balls into the box. I think Alan's going to have a real good job with Ben Rama on Sunday. I feel like obviously he'll be like there. Damari Gray picks up really clever positions, very skillful, very quick, direct, looks to obviously create things. But Alan's going to be switched on. And how good have Alan Decore been this season? They've been absolutely phenomenal. Decore has been arguably one of the best centre midfielders in the Premiership this season. And that's not me trying to be, be biased towards Everton. He really, really has. Even the likes of Jamie Carragher on Sky Sports are trying to are giving him recognition. He deserves saying he's pre- predominantly probably one of the best centre midfielders in, in, in the Premier League as it stands. So hopefully he kicks on that form. Everton fans are enjoying watching the football. They're enjoying watching the players being coached, coming on leaps and bounds from last season. So again, 
let's go into Sunday. Let's have our tactics. Hopefully, Benitez has got them all working on, on during the week. Rondon, I think, will lead the line. And I feel like he may grab a goal. Um, I haven't been right one of my predictions yet on this, so don't don't be putting bets on the Blues. But <laughs> fingers crossed he can get off the mark. <laughs> and let's roll in, roll on to Sunday, Ben. Let's do it. Bully, I'm going to come to you first. Everton face West Ham, 2pm kickoff at a sold-out Goodison Park yet again. What is your score prediction? I've got to back myself of what I've said earlier on through this podcast. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. I think both teams are scoring goals, so I'm going to go for the big one. Um, like Ben just said, I think Rondon probably will, pay, uh, will play. Um, he does you know, hold two, mid- two defensive players out of the game and gives other players you know, opportunities to get forward. And I think that could be in our benefit. So I'm going, Rondon's going to score and I'm going to go 4-2 to the Blues. 4-2 with a Rondon goal. <laughs> and Ben? <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. I think it'll be a high scoring game. I am hope I'm wrong, um, but I'm doing a bit of reverse psychology and fingers crossed we can get the win and prove me wrong yet again. But I'm going to go for a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, and, and I'm going to go for a 2-1 home win. I think we'll just sneak it, but I think it's going to be a very, very tight game and a very, very physical game at that. So that's all we've got time for. There we go. 4-2 from Bawley, 2-2 from Ben, and 2-1 from myself. We will be back Monday with all the fallout, all the talk, and all the post-match reaction from Everton against West Ham, which is, again, a 2pm kickoff at Goodison Park on Sunday. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great week, enjoy the game. And we'll see you Monday. Take care and all the very best. Thank you.